Let's talk money. And our personal finance expert is Mary Holm, who joins me in the Auckland studio. Hi, Mary. Hi, Jesse. You've got some good news on KiwiSaver. Yeah, I have. Um, and this is actually a bit of a, a scoop for afternoon. Great. Because, we love it. <laughs> I'll alert the uh, team in the uh, news department. Yeah. Well, what happened is Morningstar, which is a company that, that uh, does research on KiwiSaver funds and other funds around the world, around the Western world, uh, they're having a, a sort of press conference right now, but the bit about KiwiSaver was going to start at half past three. So I said, hey, can you tell me what's going to be said <laughs> Great. a little bit in advance? Yeah. And so, and so um, they did. Yeah, yeah. Told me what was what was going to be happening. Awesome. Um, so there are, I've counted sort of four pieces of good news on just knocked over the paper today. Yeah. Uh, this is my uh, coffee hand-wound oh. coffee grinder. Oh, my goodness. Which I uh, make my coffee with each day before the show. And I went and just flicked my hand no, in the wrong okay. direction. That's okay. It's my fault for leaving. <laughs> Luckily, it didn't, we didn't spill anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, the, so Morningstar's issued, had a look at what's been happening to KiwiSaver. And meanwhile, the FMA, the Financial Markets Authority, has also issued an annual report on KiwiSaver, and they're saying much the same things, thank goodness. Um, and, I mean, the first point to make is that we've got almost $100 billion in KiwiSaver now in New Zealand. $100 billion. Billion. Yes, yes. We're, the the numbers back in March were $94 billion and it'll be bigger than that by now, so it must be getting close to the $100 billion mark, which... The FMA points out that just back in 2020, it was 62 billion. So it's gone from 62 to nearly 100 Gosh. in three years. That, mind you, that's partly because the, the 2020 number would have been right in the COVID downturn when the share markets plunged. And so the value of uh-huh. money in KiwiSaver uh-huh. was, was at a low then. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, recovered pretty quickly, as I recall. Yeah, it, six it, months or something. Yes, that's right. It mm. was a very quick recovery. Uh, the FMA also says it's six times as much as we had in 2013, and so there has been huge growth yeah. in the amount of money in KiwiSaver. Um, Morningstar points out that the total dollars in KiwiSaver for everybody went down for the first time in 2022 o- over a year. That went down for the first time. And that's interesting because you think, well, help. KiwiSaver's been around since 2007 and there was a global financial crisis which where the markets went to hell in a handbasket in yeah. um, the next couple of years. But at that point, people didn't have that much in their accounts mm. and they were still putting more in all the time. Yeah. And so with the balances in the accounts going down, that was sort of over whelmed by the new money coming in. Mm-hmm. But now that we've had 15 years of money, the balances are now way, way bigger than the new money coming in, if you mm-hmm. see what I mean. And so now the markets, the, the total amount gets affected by um, downturns in the way it wouldn't have so much in the early days. And, and they're saying from now on in, as it gets bigger and bigger, the total dollars in there, um, that will that will absolutely overwhelm new dollars coming in, and so when the markets turn down, the total dollars in the funds will turn will will drop. I'm just keeping up. <laughs> but the good news, <laughs> the good news is, well, 
I was talking to uh, someone in the industry recently. He thinks we're on the verge of something quite special in New Zealand that yeah. um, that we actually have a lot of wealth now, and he thinks hmm. that we're about to enter a golden period in New Zealand because really? we have oh. this sort of backstop pile of money. Um, you yes. know, he said it is in the past when we had a recession, suddenly everything would stop. Say so now yes. there's this money that's looking for a home and we might have the economic resilience that uh-huh. know, the building keeps getting built when things that's interesting. turn down. Yeah, yeah. One theory from one person yeah. fairly high up that's in that quite, industry. quite positive. Mm. Yes, yeah. Um, and I counted four positive things um, going on. The, the first one was that we're increasingly putting money into growth funds, into growth and aggressive, the highest risk funds, the ones that are invested largely in shares and quite often a bit of property as well, as opposed to the lower risk ones, which are largely in term deposits and, and bonds. Um, and, and so that's that trend is really happening um, with the increasing tendency of people to be investing in the growth funds. It's partly partly because... A couple of years ago, the default funds, the funds which people go into if they don't choose, were moved from conservative to balanced. Yeah. And that has helped the whole trend of New Zealanders' KiwiSaver money being in higher risk than it used to be. But that's only partly what's going on. It's also, it would seem that people are getting braver and putting their money in the higher risk funds because over the long term it grows faster. Or you, and, Yeah, braver, or you would say getting more educated because yes. you would expect most people to be in KiwiSaver for, for the long term. Yes. And, uh, and the recommendation right. is if you're in for the long term, you go for those higher... Um, yes, those growth funds. Unless you're planning to take money out fairly soon from yeah. your first time or in retirement. Mm. But other other than that, it really is good that people are getting into into the growth funds. Um, so that's and that's despite the fact that there was there was a bit of panic when in the COVID downturn, people some people moved out of higher risk then. But as we were saying a minute ago, the recovery from that was extraordinarily quick. It was only about six months or so before the markets turned around and went back up again. More recently, last year, the markets were up and down a fair bit and things are still not, you know, we haven't had a huge big market recovery and that's probably more typical. But Mm. I think people are learning that if they go into the higher risk funds and and they will go down, but they do come back up again and people have got... Braver about it is, is my guess. The other factor that's going on, so there's people moving into growth, but also the growth funds themselves are growing faster than the than the low risk funds. So they should. So, yes, yes, absolutely. And um, the like Morningstar says the conservative funds over 15 years grew an average of 4.7% a year balanced 6.1% and growth 7%. So when you look at the long-term data, you're getting faster growth in the more the higher risk yeah. funds, which is absolutely what we would expect. So that's good in itself, that more and more people are getting into the high-risk ones and coping with the downturns. Second thing that I thought was, was, was of note was that there's more choice for investors. There's increasing choice. You, you know, we've talked about... KiwiSaver cryptocurrency fund and um, and a lot more ethical funds of various kinds. There's um, now Craig's has 
all the way through KiwiSaver permitted people to invest directly in individual shares or across a range of investments. We've got Invest now and shares is in the market now offering a whole lot more flexibility. So you, if you want to choose individual shares or be in a range of different funds with different providers, you can do that through those particular schemes. Mm. Um, so there's certainly more choice. I would say for most people, I wouldn't necessarily venture into all of that. I would just keep it simple and and stay with an ordinary um, provider just offering a growth fund or aggressive fund. Yeah. But for the more sophisticated ones who want to do some fancy stuff with their investing, the options are there now. Uh, third good news thing is fees, and this is really important. Now, Morningstar says uh, that providers' fees have more, have more than providers have more than doubled their fee income since 2016, and you think, oh, help! That's <laughs> distressing. They've got more than twice as much as they had coming in in 2016, but that's largely because there's been a growth in in the amount of money in the funds, and so mm-hmm. they and they're taking a percentage of of yeah. the dollars that are sitting in it there. It makes sense, doesn't but, it? Yes, it does. Um, the key thing is that for every dollar invested, the fees are going down. And this FMA has also noted that, that finally, for the first time really, across the board, well, not across the board, but on average across the board, fees have gone down. Um, despite the fact that more people are moving into growth funds, and growth funds tend to charge higher fees. But but despite that, um, the fees are going down. They, um, Morningstar says over the last six years, conservative fees have gone down 8%, balance down a whole 22%, and growth down 16 So the fees are going down. One reason why the balance fees are going down is because the default funds got moved into balance and the government said they've got to be low fees. Uh-huh. And so that certainly helped the trend. Yeah. But um, it's not just that. The, the providers are getting the message that people are taking notice of fees, which is something that you and I have talked about plenty of times, I think it's really good for people to watch their fees and across the board, fees are coming down, yeah. which is great. Your simple message um, on KiwiSaver, in case people haven't heard it, is if you're trying to choose a KiwiSaver fund, don't choose based on performance, choose based on fees. Yes, be- yeah. because performance doesn't necessarily continue. Yeah, if it did, of course you'd choose performance, but but very often the one that did well last year does badly this year, etc., um, now, there are exceptions to that, and someone was saying to me the other day, well, Milford has really had really good long-term returns, and my response to that is, yes, they have. They've done really well. But I have seen research that shows that the, the in America, the funds that do well over 10 years do badly over the following 10 years. <laughs> you know, in, in fact, yeah, it's really interesting, yeah. the top funds. You, you're not talking down Milford. I'm absolutely not. Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying that's going to happen to Milford. All I'm saying is that just because a fund has done well, even over a long period, doesn't guarantee anything. I mean, partly because we don't the the people picking the shares might have changed. Mm-hmm. We don't know that, yeah. but also the the luck runs out in there or or whatever. Yeah. So um, now the for, the fourth thing that I thought was I liked to see was 
there's quite a lot of international investing going on in New Zealand, KiwiSaver. Hmm. They've got um, the providers, when, when Morningstar looked at their totals, Different of different providers, they had nine to eighteen percent in New Zealand shares and thirty to fifty percent in international shares, and I thought, yeah, that's great. And apparently in Australia, that's not true. The, the super schemes there tend to have stuck to Australian shares. I mean, partly because the Australian um, banking shares and, and mining shares have done really well, and so they've said we're going to go with those, but they, they won't necessarily continue to do well. And I think it's really good for New Zealanders to not just be investing in New Zealand shares. I don't think that's disloyal at all. It's it's diversifying all our pools of wealth. And so, it, in fact, if the New Zealand economy does badly, the country's going to be much better off if a lot of the citizens are investing overseas as yeah, well. It's, sure. Yeah. Just another way of spreading your risk and, and, and diversifying, yeah. Yes, yes. So so basically my message is out of people, keep moving into higher risk unless you're going to be spending the money fairly soon. That's It's a really good idea. And, and be brave when the markets go down. Um, consider the wider choices and keep watching fees. Keep watching fees. Now, have we got one minute for a little bit of a correction from last time? Please, take yeah. all the time or, you want. <laughs> or um, maybe just more of an amplification. We were talking <laughs> last time about how long it takes for money in KiwiSaver. It gets sent from an employer into, the, into Inland Revenue, and then they send it on to the providers. And I think I said last time that it can take a couple of months, although sometimes it seems to be quicker. And I got a, a, a letter from Matt McPherson at Sharesies who was on to it and said, hey, Mary, that's not what's happening anymore. Um, as of, I think, a few months ago, some months back, IOD's changed the way it handles things and it only takes two or three business days for your money. If you're an employee, your money goes from your employer to inland revenue, mm. to the provider, and it just takes a couple of days now. So right. that's been sped up a lot. And I checked but with IOD, and they said, yes, that's absolutely right. Except the one exception is uh, if you're new to the whole of KiwiSaver, if you've been auto-enrolled, and typically these days that must be just young people coming into mm. the workforce, I think, because nearly everybody else will have had a go at that by now. Been, when you get a new job, you get automatically enrolled in KiwiSaver and you've got a couple of months to say, no, I don't want to be in there, which is, was one of the genius um, features of the scheme, actually, because it's got so many people in. Um, so with those people, if you're auto-enrolled in, in KiwiSaver and you're still thinking about whether you want to stay, your money is parked at IRD for a couple of months so that if you change your mind and want out, you can get the money out okay. easily. Yeah. But apart from that, that goes through to providers very quickly. So it should. It's great. Yeah. Absolutely, yes. Um, question for Mary. I switched from one provider to another provider. The balance was 261000 It is now 243000 and it doesn't seem to be coming back up. Should I be worried? No, oh, it's been bad uh, luck with the timing. Eh? Yeah, I would say it is. It's just the markets have probably gone down at that point. I mean, it could be that the choice of investments in the new provider is not as good, but most likely it's it's just the markets going down. Hang about, and they'll come back up again. Mary, regarding KiwiSaver, I hope you don't mind these ad lib questions, not Mary. At all. I'm in balanced and conservative funds, and the bank officer advised me they just offset each other. Is this true? Should I revise my funds? 
No, well, it depends what the person's planning to do. If they're planning to spend some of their money soon, then take it out of the Conservative Fund, and that makes a whole lot of sense. If they're not planning to spend it for for 10 years or more, then in some ways, yes, although, I mean, it's just kind of watering down the risk by having some in Conservative and some in balance. So it's not, it's not a problem. Mm. But, um, yeah, so I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Okay. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. It might, you. You sometimes say if someone's about to retire, yes. so they're 64, you might split it a little bit because some of the money you want might want yes. to access when you're 65. Some of it you might not want to touch till you're 75, so you have two different strategies That's right. for different lumps of money. And I've just seen some data on that. Not every provider will let you take it out of – if you're in more than one fund – they won't. Some of them will say, "If you want to take a hundred dollars out and you're in two funds, we're going to take fifty out of each." Come on! No, they do. And in fact, next, if you like, next time we can look into some of that. But because um, quite a few of them do, but but some of them, and I could bring the list in next time and say which providers are more flexible on that because it is an important point. Yeah. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Can I say one quick thing? Yeah. Listening to you as I was driving a Noel, Noel Coward song, mm. he has got to be the cleverest with lyrics, <laughs> with the rhyme and the lyrics. Yeah. Of any, no one since has been as clever. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I was only yes. half listening to those lyrics. Um, somebody was quite offended by that song. Uh, oh, yes. I can see that. They were possibly sort of, a bit dated in some of the uh, Yeah, they were saying they don't like to the other Asia. They like yeah. America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but... It, but the rhyming was so clever. Cool. Yeah. Thank you, Mary. Great Pleasure to see you. To see. Uh, personal finance expert Mary Holm, who's in every couple of weeks. And if you love hearing what she's got to say about money and what to do with it, uh, there's a link to all of her previous conversations on our podcasts page on the RNZ website. Time for the headlines now.